Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. And Greg Giannotti, it's Boomerang Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are, the free Odyssey app. Good Monday morning, an entire weekend with no Aaron Rodgers news. He talked to Brandon Marshall for five seconds. You got nothing out of that. I cannot believe I am sitting here right now at 6 o'clock with no Aaron Rodgers answer, which makes Jet fans freak out even more. And it has to happen before noon today. It has to, because people will say that free agency starts Wednesday. Well, that's when it officially starts, but the free agent tampering period starts today at noon, where you're going to see players flying around all over the place with contracts. And if the Jets don't know if Aaron Rodgers is coming by today at noon, that's a big problem for the Jets. We've got some NCAA tournament. Rangers got five out of six points on the road trip. The Knicks won a big one that they needed last night. We will get to all of it. Huge trade in the NFL, too, after we got off the air on Friday. We got a jam-packed Monday. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yo, good morning, G. Uh, a couple things. Number one, the Knicks needed that win yesterday, and Julius Randle needed that win yeah. yesterday, and he did bounce back. I mean, a guy who's, uh, you know, trying to curtail his... Uh, his um, technical foul problems yeah. and his emotions on the court this year, and we all have lauded him for that. He snapped on Saturday, completely snapped, and I mean it was ugly, and it just it kind of it kind of does show you, and I think we all know everybody knows this that this is Jalen Brunson's team, and when he's out there running it, everybody you know acts as if you know the way they're supposed to act, and uh, I know Julius was that that game was rough. That game was like a hockey game. I mean, there was a lot. There were fouls all over the place, and I probably would be upset as well. I mean, he's into the game. There's no question about that. But uh, yesterday proved that he's able to put that performance and that those actions behind him, and then come out and lead his team to victory without Jalen Brunson yet again. Yeah. So that that was a huge win for the Knicks yesterday, as you said. The Rangers won five out of the six on a three game road trip. They they still have not, they still just don't look right. They they still are trying to figure it out. Gerard Gallant is changing all the lines. Washington comes in and beats the Islanders. The Penguins are a pain in the ass. The Capitals are a pain in the ass. The Devils beat the Hurricanes last night. That is a huge win for them. I mean, there's a million things going on. And the biggest screw job 
I wouldn't say an NCAA tournament basketball history took place on yesterday, on Sunday, when Rutgers didn't make it in to the tournament, which is shocking to all of us. Right, yes. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? Seth Davis said it yesterday, and I, yeah. and I believe it, too. I, you know, I, I saw those kids up close and personal mm-hmm. way back when in December. And then when they trounced my University of Maryland Terrapins, who did make it and who will be playing West Virginia, and if they win that game, you know who they got next? Most likely Alabama because they're the number one seed waiting to play. In. Look at this. We're going to be big Terps fans at that point. I mean, come on, man. I, I, but we always get screwed. But normally, normally the what happens the University of Maryland, we get sent out west. We have to go play like in Provo or somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at least we're only going to Birmingham right in the backyard of Alabama. And I don't know if you've seen some of the controversy around Alabama and some of the Alabama fans and what they're wearing, these yes, t-shirts. right. Yeah, the, the the one guy that was in the stands, it was like, we, we killed the conference or something like that. We're was, murdering our way all the way to the right. national yes, championship. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yep, that's unbelievable. Yeah, so there's still a lot of controversy around that team, but, you know, that team is really good. But I, I feel bad for Rutgers. I, I really felt like they were going to make it. You look at their resume. Uh, I, I know you, you feel like they lost to Nebraska and they lost to Minnesota, and that was probably the reason why they didn't make it. But at the end of the day, you know, the Big Ten is a beast. Sure. And, I mean, you know, you come out of there and you're, you're right there in the log jam with everybody else. Almost everybody in the, in the league, with the exception of three teams, have the same record. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I could break down every first four in, first four out, but every expert that I read going into this thing, there was only one, and I probably looked at ten, there was one of them that did not have Rutgers in. The rest of them either had him in or had him in the play-in games, and as you mentioned, it's Seth Davis right away once the bracket was out goes, I had Rutgers in this field, so... It's it's frustrating for Rutgers. They should have been in there. Obviously, back in 2020 when they made the tournament, the whole thing got canceled. So, you know, now they're going to be a one seed in the NIT, and they're going to have to... Uh, it's, it's an opportunity for them. You know, you got this is some pride situation, yeah, yeah, but they, they should have been in for sure. I, but that I, Minnesota loss with the blowing a 10-point lead with a minute and a half to go on a last-second shot, that yes. probably did it for him. I know, I, I, but I always wait for Seth to, to give his points of view because nobody eats, sleeps, and drinks college basketball more than Seth Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see him, it's like, you know, this is what's going on here, this is what's going on there. And the, first, the one, moment I heard him say that it was surprising to him that Rutgers didn't make it, that's all I need to hear. Sure. Uh, because that, that's, I, I just, you know, it's, it's a shame. Because I feel bad for Jerry. Now, the interesting thing is they're in the NIT. And who are they hosting? Hofstra. <laughs> are you going to go to the game on uh, Tuesday? I mean, it's at the rack. It's you just... got to go, man. Hofstra, man, oh, man. Down at the rack, 7 o'clock. That's going to be tough. It's late, I know, but you got to go. <laughs> you got to, I, I, you know what, and, and Marco Battaglia and uh, Jerry and everybody, take one of your, you know, your flunkies with you. Oh, and uh, you know, you'll have a great time. I'm telling you, I know it's going to be really disappointing, you know, for both teams, because I think both teams felt like they had a really good shot. Of course, Hofstra loses, but, yeah. you know, and they, you have to win that conference in order to get in. But, man, you got... I mean, it's still a local matchup, which yeah. gives a little bit of juice to it and a little bit of excitement to it. Have you ever been to the rack? I have not been to the rack. Yeah, no. I don't know how the fans will be for this game. I mean, you know, maybe they won't be as uh, as intense as they would be for a Big Ten game. But, you know, this, I, I believe Steve Peichel and his team deserve the support from the fans. I'm sure they'll come out and yeah. support it. But the fact that it's a local uh, you know, and they and they could lose the Hofstra. You know, Speedy well, Claxton's got those kids playing. No, absolutely, and and the the fact that they've got the experience and Aaron Estrada, the point guard who's been there for a very long time and is a great scorer. That's always dangerous in tournament situations. But I mean, Rutgers obviously is 
a heavy favorite in this spot. Yeah, but, but you, you never go. know. I, I, I swear, you gotta go. I feel like you gotta go. I gotta feel like I gotta make that happen. Oh, I feel like goodness. you, as as Mr. Rutger, I mean Mr. Hofstra, you gotta go. Well, I mean, I did coach a game this year, and I did I mean, coach I, them to victory. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, All right. I'm not gonna rule it out. I'll talk okay. to Jerry about logistics. Yeah. About that. All right. And then we will see. All right. So let me ask you this question. Yeah. So there's a, you know, we're gonna stay in college basketball just for a second. Okay. Um, Rick Pitino, Iona, great. They're mm-hmm. in the, they're in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. And Playing UConn, right? All right. Yeah. So do you want you're you're a St. John's guy. You love St. John's. You and BT love St. John's. I'm uh-huh. sure you would love to have Rick Pitino. A one hundred percent. And I understand the checkered pass. Trust me, I am not putting that uh, aside and, and saying that it didn't happen. And there's a lot of things in his closet, whatever. But St. John's is at this critical point in their history. Let me ask you a question. What? All right, checkered pass in history, whatever. Okay, but he's coaching for a college basketball team. No, he is. If he's coaching for Iona and he's won the way he has won the last two years there, and, you know, according to him, it's all about having a chance to win. Now, I don't know what what exactly that means in regards to St. John's. Well... (laughs) As we've seen, any team can really make a run in the NCAA tournament. Are you going to be like a one seed, like a North Carolina in a good year, a Duke in a good year, a Kansas? I mean, probably not. But a winning in New York with St. John's would be just tremendous if he turned that that uh, program around. If they ended up like the ceiling for them could be, you know, something like a four or five seed in the tournament and then wreaking some havoc. I mean, that, that would be awesome. And that would mean that the program was back. They need him. They desperately need him. And they're finally willing to pay somebody the big money to get them in because they're tired of being stomped over all the time. And he knows the president very well there. Yes. Wasn't the president of Providence before I, this? I believe so, yes. Right, so yeah. they know each other very well. Now, I know Texas Tech is going to come after him hot and heavy. Well, everybody. I think Georgetown was involved, too. I think Georgetown as well. I mean, I don't know. I, I hate to do this to the kids at Iowa. But because they've had such a great two-year run here, yeah, and I, I gotta, I gotta say, like just the simple, this the simple nature of just winning, regardless if it's Division One, which which I own is, of course, but or a major team, I think winning is the key thing, right? And when he says that, is he sending a message to these teams? Like, what does he think it takes to win? Yeah, okay, well, support. Oh, my support. Financially. Yeah, not just his contract. Right. It's everything else around his contract. Well, listen, I, I talked to Chris Mullen at length after his tenure ended, and one of the and he loved it there, and he didn't say a bad word, but one of the things that he talked about was the support in the facilities. And then he, sometimes they just they needed a little bit more there, and he found himself like fixing some of the stuff, like he'd go in there with his own toolbox and like fix something in the bathroom, and he's like, "What's going on here? Yeah, a little more support here financially." You got a Hall of Fame basketball player, right? A Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame yeah. basketball player mm-hmm. who's. Kind of doing that for his alma mater. Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes you feel pretty good about that. Right? Yeah, I mean, sure. It makes me feel pretty good about it. It's like a pretty cool story. It, it is a cool story. But his point was, I think, that, you know, if you want to be a big boy, you got to act like it throughout the entire program. So, you know, just the other, the, other, the other part of this whole thing is to, you know, stars that come out of these colleges don't always make great coaches, as Patrick Ewing mm-hmm. uh, showed at Georgetown. I would think... Out of all these teams that have money, at all these colleges that have money, you got to believe that Georgetown has got a ton of do re me just sitting there waiting to write somebody a big check and also, you know, support them off, you know, support them off the court to be able to recruit. 
Yeah, but do they, like if a Texas Tech wanted to get involved oh, with Rick it, Pitino, nobody can compete with that. Like Georgetown St. John's can't compete with that. But does, does, does Rick Pitino really want to go to Texas Tech? Love I mean, he's it. got a house right here yeah. on Wingfoot. Right. No, Come I know. on. I mean, I, I would love to take you up there one day. Wingfoot? Yes. And you got to see the setup. And God, he's got, got a house the, right there? Yeah, but it's not a mansion or anything. It's a really beautiful, kind of just a really nice house. And it sits right on, I think it's either third or fourth, fourth hole, I think. Yeah. And it is the, the par four. I, I forget which number it is. But it's just really, like, it's tasteful. You know what I mean? It's just, like, perfect. <laughs> it's like your house in Save. A little tasteful. It's right, very exactly. tasteful. Very nice. Fits you know, into the neighborhood. It's not ostentatious. Right. It's just like the if you were going to live on Wingfoot, this is the house. That's the house. Yeah, I mean for him, location, location, location. Yeah, at this point, do you think that it's all about the money for Rick Pitino? Because if it's not, winning at St. John's should be the draw. But if Texas Tech throws, I don't know, five million, six million a year at them, and when at he, him, yeah, when he says he wants to coach six more years, yeah, then, then it's about money. Yeah, so then he's going to go to a big. He's going to go to one of the uh, Power Five uh, conferences. Then he has I mean, to. I, you know, again, like I think about this. So you know, Justin Verlander came to the Mets. Mm-hmm. Patrick came. Patrick Kane wanted to come to the the Rangers, so he's here now. Yeah, you have you have two first ballot bona fide Hall of Famers, two of the greatest that have ever played their positions playing for New York teams. You know, hopefully Brett Favre is going to want to do well, that for the Jets. Well, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I mean, Aaron, God, I keep saying Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers is going to do that for the Jets, which I do believe is going to happen. And the other thing would be Rick Pitino staying and taking St. John's to another level. Yeah. Think about that. But can you put St. John's in that same conversation as pro why teams not? around here? Why well, not? Because, well, I'll tell you why. Because they've got a history of not spending enough money to get things done. I mean, that's why. I mean, Steve Cohen's going to get get it done. Woody Johnson said he's that we're spending money. We're well, going to get this done. Way, and by the way, Woody Johnson is spending money, so Jeff fans understand this. Anytime these teams convert these contracts to signing bonuses yeah. to reduce the salary cap, those checks get written immediately. Yeah. So that's that's the owner putting his money up and saying, here, we're giving three guys new con well, not new contracts, revised contracts, but they're going to be in the form of signing bonuses to reduce the salary cap hit so we can absorb some some new salary. Now they signed Quincy Williams. Yep. So that was a good signing. I, I, I still think that they're gonna get rid of uh Corey Davis, like I was telling you the last couple of weeks, that they still have a lot of mach- there's a lot of machinations to go through within their own contracts and their own players. And you saw what uh, um, uh, Deron Payne got for Washington. Yes, and we know what Quinn, Quinn and Williams is going to get. Right. He's going to get more than that. Yeah, well, he's this Deron Payne's now the second highest paid defensive tackle in football, only to Aaron Donald. He'll be third. Yeah, because Quinn and Williams, Quinn and Williams yeah. gets his deal. Right, and you know, and then there will be other deals that are coming. You know, the Joe the Joe Burrow deal is going to be coming. The Justin Herbert deal is going to be Jalen Hurts. The Jalen Hurts deal is going to be coming, and it's going to be huge. And we we're still not really sure where Lamar Jackson's headed, but you know, I, I still think. That if you had Rick Pitino coming to St. John's, that that's Verlant. Well, it's even more so than that because Rick's from here. Yeah, you know he's he he's he's a lifelong New Yorker, and he is so set up perfectly. Not making a lot of money, but good money, and he's winning, and he has a chance to pull an upset. You never know. Yeah, I, if he really wants to think about 
legacy after things that happened in his past, there's one thing that I think could wash away all of that, and that's legitimately winning at St. John's. So if he's going to go for the dollars, which I can't blame anybody for going for the dollars unless you're going to live, but if you go <laughs> after the money, that's fine if he wants to go to Texas Tech or a Power 5 conference, but if he really wants to change the whole narrative around his career, go and win at St. John's. And people forget about all that crap. You know, it's another weird story in, in college basketball. We know about the Texas Tech story and how that coach you know makes a just a really bad comment to one of his players so he's out that's why texas mm-hmm. tech but then you you take a look at what texas is doing yeah now chris beard he gets fired because according to the texas university officials after he was arrested for domestic violence which by the way all the charges that were dropped yeah um he he basically was unfit to coach the team so you know rodney terry takes over as the interim Head coach there. Yeah, now they're a two seed, and now they're a two seed, and they win the and they win the conference. Right, and Shaka Smart, who was there for many years and floundered, has now got Marquette as a two seed there in, in, in the other region. So I mean, it's it's sort of funny that the the whole Texas situation has been bizarre with coaches. Right. So my 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 warning to Rick Pitino was, you know, if you want to go down there into that stuff, yeah, you know. Uh, they better pay you a lot of money, and I'm sure they would, and I'm sure his agent would be all over that, and they they make sure that they would support him and they would pay him a lot of money. But, man, it would be nice to see him either stay here at either one of these two schools. Well, you've had a relationship with him because he's been very kind to the foundation yeah, in the past. Very kind. He has, you know, brother-in-law Billy Minardi passed away on 9-11. Uh, you know, all my friends, I knew Billy. Yeah. Everybody was up there on the 105th floor, so... Uh, every he's one of the few uh, celebrities that has actually come to one of my foundation events and and handed me a personal check. Wow, him yeah. and Troy Aikman. Wow, those are the two. Yep, and you don't forget that. Never forget that. Yeah, so send him a text. Feel like it has to happen. I know BT's been campaigning on Twitter every single day, and Patino this, Patino that. Send him a text. Feel it would like be great. No, it. I'm not going to do that. Oh, come on, got to recruit. I, mean, I, 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 think, I think it would be great if he stays at Iona or he. Basically, goes to St. John's. Either one. And I saw that Speedy Claxton's name was in there. If Patino doesn't come to St. John's, that's someone they would talk to, even though he got a big contract extension. I don't think he wants to leave there. Just yet. Just yet. Another, we'll another couple years, man. Yeah, yeah. Put him really back on the map, which is in the process. I wonder if, I wonder if he, not, you think he'd be, he wouldn't be a candidate for... Georgetown, right? No, I don't think so. Not, not not big enough. Not a big enough name for them right now. He needs a couple more years. Here's the thing: if he had taken them to the tournament and he had won a game or gotten to the Sweet Sixteen, then anybody would have hired him. But they just fell a little bit short. But he'll get him there. Kind of feel like he's on the trajectory of Steve Peichel. Yeah, and and also, I mean, you think about a guy who you know played in the NBA that really, really helps recruiting. Was on a roster with Steph Curry. You know what that means to kids these days. So. If he gets that team into the tournament, it's going to be tough to keep him at Hofstra. But he's there now, and they got a matchup with Rutgers tomorrow night. And you got to go tomorrow night. Yeah, floor seats. Uh, maybe I'll coach again. All right, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. we got Jerry Recco on an update coming up in just a couple of minutes. We will continue to refresh Twitter all morning long to find out if Aaron Rodgers finally says yes to the Jets. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 